The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchill. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall with turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchill. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. everybody welcome back it's been a while uh that's all i can say we got the band back together for this uh kind of a special edition because i don't think we're going to be doing this every week now on but uh we got brad brown jason orth i'm brandon anderson we're we're quick time and we're back what's going on guys it's good to be back uh kind of needed some downtime needed to get some real life things taken care of uh it was a good break but i'm i'm glad to get back here and get this thing back going again yeah, same same thing in my boat. Um, work taking up a lot of time and uh, just, you know, the rest of life and things like that. But it was time to uh, get rolling. So I'm glad to be glad to be back with the gang and glad to be back indoors. This is my first one, uh, like, in person So since the Zoom yeah. days. I, I guess I didn't ask for you guys' vaccine card. I need proof that you guys are vaccinated. I got your proof right here. <laughs> <laughs> I got in the car if it makes any difference, but yeah, no, I mean, we were all vaxxed. Uh, we got the whole crew back together, so, uh, and it's been a while. I mean, like Brad said, uh, life kind of happens. Uh, you get uh, you get knocked down, but you brush yourself up, get get up back again, and uh, we're back, and we're ready to roll, so anything happen in the uh, the old uh, racing world while we were gone? <laughs> uh, where do you start? Uh, we're going to try to get cover some ground here and and uh, hopefully not bore you guys to death but uh, man there's a, I think racing we're at our peak right now with sprint car racing everything is is going great there's racing good racing everywhere um, I can't wait to cover a lot of the bases tonight in, uh, in our quick time yeah we're definitely hit, coming up you know into the month and, and really it's becoming months. Of money, given the rate, you know, what we've got going on at Houston's and Jackson this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands up for grabs there. So it's uh, it's really intense. And, at, you know, all the downtime or stuff we missed last summer, we're certainly making up for it this year. Yeah, and it seems like every time you turn around, there's another speed week going on. I mean, we just missed, uh, just finished up Indiana Speed Week or Indiana Midget Speed Week and uh, Illinois Midget Speed Week with Power Eyes. And now we're in uh, mm-hmm. a big speed week up in uh and jackson ohio speed week just finished uh yeah uh, western pennsylvania usex i think do they call it it's that's just a pennsylvania swing or something right isn't it pa speed week or something like that yeah i don't so, remember the uh i don't remember the exact uh exact term up there but i know it was kind of the first time for um first time for what do you call it uh, turn down your phone brad <laughs> yeah. if, if you're hearing a little bit echo we're doing something a little bit different we're doing some uh, uh facebook live so uh kind of give this uh give this a go and since we got everybody back together we'll we'll see what happens yeah i was clicking over to see what the the comments are so far excuse so. me caller caller you need to turn down your radio <laughs> yeah. caller how did yeah. you get the notifications on there just just watch it yeah i'll, I'll swing over here right, and, uh, in our break yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah if you have any comments or anything like that yeah you know let us know and speaking of that uh Josh Harris, why is the camera not on the brew factory? Well, we are in the brew factory. It's just a garage, bud. It's not that impressive. Yeah, it's uh, all the all the brewing stuff's put away right now. Uh, we got we got more important business to take care of. 
That's right, Joe. So, Jason, you were you were talking about uh, Pennsylvania Speed Weeks and all that sort of coming up. Yeah, and I know that uh, with USAC, they had uh, been to some tracks that they hadn't been to for a while. I think Sellins Grove was one. I think it's been almost two decades since they've been out there. Uh, getting on those big half miles, something that you don't, you know, not USAC's not known for that, but they still put on a terrific race like they uh, usually do, especially in the sprint car division. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I'm mean, speaking of sprint cars. I mean, it, it's been a while ago, but did y'all see Brady Bacon flip out of the ballpark? Huh. Unbelievable. Man. And, and, and they come back and they put a new car together and they come back and what did he get? Third. He was a podium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, I tweeted out, I go, if Brady Bacon wasn't a badass before, he's, he just proved everybody that he is. Yeah. I, I, you know, you saw pictures of that and you're just like, not only did not, not, you know, did he return? How the hell did he not get hurt? Yeah, I mean, it just amazed me. That's you know, a just, testament to our safety equipment nowadays. Well, especially you know we've seen so many of those flips of late where guys you know kind of land on those rails the wrong way and they're out for months. So yeah, we saw, always we, lucky. Uh, we saw last night at Houston's with uh, just uh, down tube getting bent wrong way with. Uh, Boy, that didn't look that bad, but it, I, I don't, wasn't, it wasn't that yeah. last night. It was the three hundred five class on on Sunday night, I believe it was. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, the the wreck itself didn't look bad, but that car was definitely tore up. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out you know where that how that works and all the engineering and all the work that you do. There's just always that. There's there's just so many little weak spots in sprint cars that you know if you hit them just right, bad things happen. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and another case of glad nobody got hurt. But uh, it didn't look like that bad. But that that two a uh, down tube that broke off that could have easily went one way or the oh, other yeah. and yeah and uh boy did, did i don't know if you were watching houston's on sunday uh austin mccarl was put on a clinic and he come out of four and mcgillivray or something one uh, 101 yeah. he yeah, was the, up uh, against the wall the houston's hall of famer chuck mcgillivray yeah. austin yeah. had to do everything in his power to avoid him and he he was lucky he just missed him and he saved the car and uh, it went on to win but that was a great move to avoid uh um, McGilvery or whatever his name is to uh, um, avoid uh, what could have been a catastrophic uh, crash for for Austin. Yeah, it, definitely. Isn't it cool to be talking about Sunday night racing for oh. tens of Houston's again? I got to get um, up there and watch yeah. them. The only shitty part is I work on Mondays and I can't go up there. Yeah, <laughs> most of us do work on on Mondays, but uh, um, it would be. Uh, I love that track. I've been there twice, and uh, it was a. It's been a good trip both times. So yeah, might have to make a road trip back up there this summer. I think so. Yeah, I've been up there three times, watched it rain twice, and uh, <laughs> last year at the end of the season, I I finally got to see a race on there, and it was it was everything it lived up to be. So I mean, yeah. I, I want to see four tens out there. So uh, maybe sometime uh, coming up, I might go. Uh, USAC, when they have the sprint cars and the midgets out there, will be badass. That'll be a fantastic event. That, you know, and that's that's what I miss from Eagle, is being on that third mile. It's it's big enough for them to get speed, but not too big that they get strung out. And I, that, I, I'm really looking forward to that. That one I'm yeah. going to probably have to make some time to go to yeah that and uh, and we i mean we got a big midget race coming up here next month uh with the uh usac midget uh midwest midget challenge out there at fairbury uh earlier this season uh we reported that's going to be a three-day show but they added the chad mcdaniel memorial is back at beloit in the sullivan county uh speedway fair or raceway i don't know what they call it out there in beloit but uh it's good to have that race back there so with that addition they knocked the uh the fairbury race down to two nights but it's 10 grand to win now Wow! Yeah, I, I know. You know, kind of in the past, there had been like some Power Eye or some other events running up against it, and I think that ten thousand is going to, you know, really make 
Fairbury the place to be. And if you haven't been down there, it's a fun little racetrack. It's clean. It's uh, it's well run. It's well taken care of. The racing is fantastic. Uh, they're putting big cars on there now. So. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So <laughs> it's it's an it's a neat place, and and definitely, um, you know, Cody Brewer and those guys would love to have your support down there. Yeah, and, and the, the funny thing is, it's just a group of volunteers running that place. It so really is. I mean, they've done a tremendous amount of work with that place. It's one of my favorite tracks in the state. So, did they have their uh, three hundred five race there yet? It got rained out. Oh, yeah. did it? But I I think it got rescheduled. I don't know the date though. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah, I'd have to don't look. really pay much attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with you. I've been there only one time because the second time I went down there, I watched it rain. But uh, that was a cool little track, and uh, I shot some photos that night. And I got some uh, pretty memorable photos from that little track. It was a, it was a lot of fun to do that. You want to come out of retirement this year and go shoot some photos with us? Uh, everything's sold except for the camera. So, uh, nope, I'll sit up in the stands and enjoy. It's a fun place to shoot. Yeah, yeah it's great. Are you, are you going to shoot out there or are you going to take uh, Steven out there for the I visits? think I, I think we're going to do one and one. I think we're going to take Steven out there to watch and then you know the nice thing is my wife's getting into it now. So she she likes going out to Eagle and she likes taking Steven out to the track and and uh, you know now he's 10 years old, he's a little independent, you know, don't have to worry about whether he goes to the bathroom or not and can go get his own food. So I you know she might go down there but uh she hates watching me shoot pictures down there. <laughs> no, I, I think every everyone yeah, in that she texts me all the time. Is, you are too close to the yeah. racetrack. Why are you standing yeah. there? Because turn two is too dangerous. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Brad uh, Shane Wolf uh, chimed in. Anytime you want to go to Houston, he's down. So I see uh, that. And Brad Swigert, uh, I do work every day, but hardly, hardly. I, that's what you got good employees for. They they're good assistants. They they help you out a lot. So what, I, just, I just got back from a week in Eugene, Oregon. So uh, I'm taking a week off and, and just uh, kind of chilling before I head to uh, Telluride, Colorado. Yeah, one of the times I went down to Houston was with Shane and where we got rained out for an outlaw race. And uh, I believe it was one of the weekends where they were racing up at Houston and they were at Eagle then either the following night or the following weekend. So we followed all the outlaw guys back to Lincoln and uh, – in pouring rain, it was, it was a hell of an adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. Like, Shane, I, I might be giving you a call. Uh, I just got to find the right Sunday to do that. So uh, um, going back to Houston, I, I don't know what it is about McCarls and Houston, but uh, uh, they kind of like uh, co-owners of that place. Uh, Terry Terry doesn't do a whole lot over there anymore. Um, Terry doesn't think, do a whole lot anywhere anymore. I, I think the better days for you know, Terry McCarl is past him, but, uh, boy, Austin is really stepping up right now. And, and Carson's become a hell of a racer mm, himself, too. Yeah, definitely. Needs, People, to follow, needs to follow the rules a little bit and listen to his receiver. So. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've never seen. They always break when they, I've never know, heard of didn't. a guy getting disqualified for not passing yeah, a pace car. Yeah, I've never, I mean, I've never heard that. I mean, every pit meeting I've ever been to is don't pass the race car and, so they say For, pass the race car and you don't do it. You still you mean get DQ'd. Pace I mean, car. The object of racing is to pass the race car, not the pace car. Pace car, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, if case you guys don't know hard. what's going on, Carson McCarl made the transfer from the B to the A last night in the World of Outlaw feature at the Husets. And for whatever reason, he was behind the pace car. And the World of Outlaw officials wanted him to pass the pace car to catch up to the back of the field where he was going to start. And for whatever reason, Carson never made that move, and so they pulled him into the pits, and they disqualified him for not listening to track officials. So uh, kind of a rarity. Never heard of it. Never seen it before, but uh, it is what it is. And so tonight's a new night, and we'll see what Carson can do. Yeah, it's what, 50 grand to win tonight? 30. 30 30. grand. 50 laps, 30 grand. That's what it is. 
So, but yeah, anyway, getting back, um, Austin McCarl's having a great season up there in, uh, in Houston. So I think his last win was $7,000 on Sunday. So Sunday night, seven grand. Pretty so, good. Yeah. And not a bad uh, weekly purse up there. Yep. Yeah, definitely carrying on the McCarl name. So third generation of of McCarl's tearing it up around the Midwest. So yeah, definitely. So we don't have a guest tonight. We're just kind of having this as a uh, a bullshit kind of session. Uh, kind of we kind of threw this deal at the last minute. We're, we were like, hey, we're ready to get back together and and record some stuff. So I know Brad's written down some stuff. We're going to talk about, debate about, and uh, what do you got on your list there, Brad? Well, number one is Donnie Shots. Uh, Finally, after 32 races of trying this year to win that 300th, 300th win, he finally got it taken care of over in Iowa at... Dubuque, and I think Dubuque. that's a new racetrack for the Outlaws. I believe it is. Uh, but he, he won his 300th race, uh, World of Outlaw race, and so um, he reaches, uh, he, he, he joins great company and Steve Kinzer and Sammy Swindell, uh, only, only three drivers to win 300 uh, features with the World of Outlaws. Uh, Kind of, you know that there's a saying in racing: it's rather it's better to be lucky than good. Sometimes, uh, that was Donnie's shots that night because uh, he was going to get third, but uh, the two leaders blew tires and dropped out at the very end and allowed Donnie to win that. But Donnie got his 300th win, so that's a hell of a milestone. Yeah, and he almost didn't because the uh, the caution came out on the. Uh as he was coming out of four, and uh, it looked like uh, Sheldon made a nice little run there at the end uh, on the green-white checkered. So yeah. I was listening to the, uh, the Open Red podcast this week, and uh, I guess TSR had a bunch of banners made up, and, you know, congratulations, Donnie, on, you know, 300 wins. And they didn't want to keep it, Tony, or not Tony, but uh, Donnie Superstition didn't want to keep it in his trailer, so everything was in the Outlaws trailer. And uh, so... Donnie's leading on the last lap, and uh, one of the outlaw guys is out there writing down where the speedway was, and that caution comes out. I would be shitting my pants if, <laughs> if uh, he got passed on that restart, and, and you know, yeah, to go print new banners and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, he finally got it done, which is great. Uh, and you know, we're going to talk about you know later on about Kyle Larson and how he's kicking everybody's ass right now, and how he ranks up with the greats. And Donnie Schatz was one of those guys where he started off, you know, just as another guy out on the outlaw trail, and he's turned out to be one hell of a racer. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I remember we first started racing around Don. You know, he was just the you know kid from Minot. You know, kind of kind of fast, run up at Houston's Jackson. You know, I'd see him up there when we'd run up north, and then uh, grew, and not only grew, you know, to where he was, but did it fairly quickly. I mean, once he finally caught on, it was he started, you know, really making making runs up there, and uh, you got yeah, it's. I'm not the biggest fan, you know. It just, it just is, and there's people liking people that don't, and and it's like Steve Kinzer. I mean, I got no no personal beef with him. I just, you know, don't connect. But it's one of those things where you have to recognize talent. I mean, first of all, recognize the fact that he's, you know, where people he's a clean driver. The guy doesn't get the guy, and and he's he's talked about that. You know, that's uh, so much, so many times. You know, to finish first, you have to first finish. And that guy finishes a lot and then just finishes well. And he reminds me of Steve Kinzer in that way because Steve Kinzer didn't get into a lot of wrecks. He just took his time, didn't take unreasonable chances. And then, of course, he got the fast car. But, you know, that's there's been a lot of guys in fast cars that have not done what guys like Sammy and Steve and Donnie have done. What, you kind of wonder what's going on with the 15. I mean, when was the last time Donnie went 32 races without a World of LA feature win? Um, you know you got to point to the Ford Motors. Uh, his his career took a turn for the 
I don't want to say worse, but it slowed down when he when Tony Stewart got this Ford going. But I, you think, look, that, I think a combination of that Ford and, and losing Ricky as his crew chief was. But you you look at the fourteen car, uh, Kerry Madsen. Since he jumped in that car, he's, uh, fast. he's been fast, mm-hmm. uh, consistently podium finishes, and there it's basically the same equipment. I know there's different driving styles and different setups and all that stuff, but uh, the fourteen car is faster. So what? What has the 15 lost that the 14 has? I mean, is the 15 the test car now? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. I I have my, I have my guesses, but uh, if you watch Donnie shots, um, he doesn't run the middle very often anymore. Uh, He, 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 he always ran the middle and he made up so much ground in the middle and that's not there right now. And I don't know. The, the setup, I mean, I don't know what's going on, and I don't pretend to know what's going on with the 15, but there's just something. They're just not right right now. With The the 14 is just a better car than the 15, and I don't know if the Ford has something that the that Donnie just can't adjust to that Kerry Madsen can or what, but uh, um, there's definitely something missing in the 15 that is not there that from two years ago. Jeff Boge just chimed in saying uh, that the uh – the uh, 15 motors are being built by Shaver now, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what that means. That's all foreign yeah. language to me. I'm just like, well, going to Shaver, Shaver took over the uh, uh, Casey Luna Ford motor, so. I'm just he's a picture taker, so. Ford, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a picture taker. I push a button on a camera and, you know, pretty got us in focus. Well, initially, the Ford was a, co- a collaboration between two or three people, and they all had their input. And you know that there's an old saying: the the only ship that does not sail is a partnership. And <laughs> and so, um, Shaver took it over, so it's all it's his baby now. So, um, as a result, they're starting to to move up uh, in the pay scale too. Whatever happened to the uh, the Roush Yates Fords? I know that was a big deal back in the day. Um, the Roush Yates. What happened is the Yates quit. They just didn't want to do that because they were using used motors, uh, used parts. Uh, they would take used parts out of NASCAR engines and put them in these Ford, and they were extremely expensive, and they were they were just running out of parts, and they just lost their desire to do it, and so uh, uh, they just kind of got out of it. So that's the story that I heard anyway. You know, it, I know we, we were talking about Donnie and, you know, whether he's lost a step and um, – that kind of thing. and But you have to, I think, also give credit to the competition for catching up. Uh, you know, because I, I guess if you do you want to look back and say, you know, over the course of last four or five years, you know, and it's not to insult other drivers on the Outlaws, but who's he been beating? And now who's he racing against now? And guys like Sheldon and Brad Sweet and, you know, Logan. Yeah. You're seeing David Gravel now. Carson know. Macedo has, you know, it, you know what, what's the difference between Carson Macedo now? I mean, he's a hell of a lot faster than he was. And it isn't like you get that good all of a sudden. It's it's who you're with, and so you know, and guys are starting to find they're they're starting to gel, too. You know, when they're sitting with the team for a while, or they're working with established people and and, and crew chiefs. You know, like like a Phil Dietz and that. So, the competition I think is caught up to Donnie too. And and then when you're now you're on a test platform, you're kind of you know we've. You know, when we talked to Brad Sweet, you know, he talked about how one of the things he does is he goes through, like, old notes, watches old videos. Well, now you don't have that data anymore. And so you're starting from scratch, and you're just working from square one. So I think I think that throws you off, too, you know. And, and now – and Kerry's got the benefit of, you know, there's there's already a year or more 
of research under that Ford. Yeah, yeah. and Kerry's not chasing points or anything like that. He's going out there just he's to win races. He's kind of got nothing to lose that yeah, too. Yeah, he's just out there to win races, to go fast and turn left. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing that he quit that Pennsylvania ride so he could stay closer to home and his family that now that he's in the 14 car. <laughs> Notice some sarcasm there. I don't know what happened there, but uh, it was probably a good move on Kerry's part by jumping in the unlimited funds of TSR instead of the the solid rock number 24. So uh, whatever it is, I mean, you got to take care of yourself because nobody else will. So he made a move that was best for him, and it's clearly working out a lot better than that uh, that Pennsylvania ride, even though that Pennsylvania ride he was doing pretty well in. Yeah, for sure. So uh, speaking of Pennsylvania rides, you had some news on uh, the Steel City Outlaw with uh, Tim Schaefer. Yeah, and another story that who knows what really happened there. Uh, Tim Schaefer started the season in the Hefner 72 and uh, they were doing pretty well. He got a couple wins and so forth. And then Ohio Speed Week started, and Tim Schaefer jumped out of the 72, supposedly under the agreement that it's just he wanted to do the entire Ohio Speed Week with the 28 car, and he would be back in the 72 once Ohio Speed Week's over. Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, the 72 had a couple uh substitute drivers and then the last three races they hired a, a washington rookie uh devin borden um and so he he ran three races with uh with them and he got a fifth at williams grove a seventh at lincoln and a and a third at path valley and it was announced today that uh hefner has hired devin to run the rest of the season in the 72 car so whatever happened there um they were really impressed and everything i read online everybody's extremely um happy with this this Devin kid from Washington. He's just like 18 years old, and he left Washington because he wanted better, more experience on different tracks. He ended up in Pennsylvania for a while and um, had, a, had a great span of two weeks of racing and apparently opened up some eyes, and now uh, now he's driving the Hefner 72 for the rest of the season. I think it's, they changed the name, number to back to 27 now. But, you say uh, that everybody's happy with that situation. I'm guessing it's the car owner and the driver because I saw a lot of PA fans pissed yeah. off because <laughs> are there not any talented PA drivers that deserve a top-quality ride? Yeah, that's what they're saying. And if there was, they would be in that car. And, and Hefner gave people chances, but they did not produce for them. So... They're going to go with this rookie who clearly can drive a race car. And uh, I saw today a couple people uh, compared him to Tyler Walker, meaning just balls out, hard-ass racer. Cocaine problem? Uh, you went there. <laughs> I did go um, there. <laughs> hard-ass racer. You know. and, uh, and he had great finishes. At Lincoln, he started 21st and went to 7th. And on that track, that's hard to do, and, and he really did it. Hard. so. I, I joke with the Tyler Walker. I'm a huge Tyler Walker fan, by the way. I, when he came down to Eagle and the, the uh, I want to say it was the right Construction 35 or mm-hmm. whatever car it was, he, he definitely opened up my eyes and I became a fan of, of him. I all know that, you know, he had his issues off the racetrack. We make fun of it now because, uh, yeah, because we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I'm excited to see what this uh, Devin Borden can do up there in Pennsylvania against those. Uh, well, he's got a great car. He's got great equipment, so... Uh, he's already had a good start, so uh, I'm going to be watching from uh, uh, from afar here in Nebraska. And yep. you guys don't have never heard of Devin Borden, so uh, you're not going to no, make a comment. <laughs> never in my life. So now he's he's done great up there in Washington, and uh, he just wanted to venture out and learn and get better. And so the only way to do that is go visit a bunch of tracks. And uh, 
that's what he's doing, and now he's going to get an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, definitely. We we have some other. I mean, it's not breaking news by any means, but uh, Ian Matson is out of the eleven car, well, the Sam McGee Motorsports car, and Spencer Basins in that. And Spencer Spencer's looked good in it in the good couple call. Races. I was going to bring that up mm-hmm. in the last couple of races I've seen him run. So uh, I know Brad had his theory on why uh, why Ian got the uh, the boot. I mean, he was lead, he was second in points in the All Stars. You don't see a, a guy get fired out of a, a second place car, especially when you run for a championship. Well, he won a race, the, the race before he got fired. And the problem is you pick a fight on the track with an owner's, an owner's equipment and you cost that owner a lot of money, that owner doesn't tolerate it very much. And if you watch the last three or four races of the, out, of the All-Stars at that time period and the 13 and the 11 were getting together a lot, um, they got into a couple of crashes and it tore up some serious equipment. And after the ra- I forget the, which race it was, but uh, Ian and but- uh, Ian and uh, the thirteen got together. Peck. Peck. Peck, Justin Peck got together, and he was fired that night. So uh, McGee's just had enough of the games. Yeah, you, and, you uh, wrecked my shit. Yep. Get the fuck out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and 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 that I've been told by several sources that that's what the whole situation was. Um, the McGee's just couldn't afford Ian anymore with this this little fight that he had with with uh, Peck. And if they would have just taken care of it, like Wayne Johnson and Aaron Reitzel would have probably been over three races ago, but they kept. So, so are we saying we need to buy uh, Ian Matz and a Huffy? A couple bikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> if they would have taken care of it in the pits, uh, Ian would probably still be in 11, but you're right. Um, the 11's been finishing pretty solid since then. Yeah, Spencer's look good. And, and, yeah, and yeah. that's the thing with Spencer. I mean, he doesn't stick around in a lot of rides very long, but when he gets in him, he, he looks really damn good. I, I just wish this kid would get a get a break where he's in, in, a, in a car for more than, you know, 10, 11 races. When we talk about, you know, how's this guy doing, you know, changing or adjusting to a certain car, you, you get a guy like Spencer Basin, you know, basically, you know, bringing his wheel in the seat and – and a guy can hop in anything and, and for the most part, make it run, you know, as well as it's going to go. So, yeah. And I, I don't know how much money the McGee's have in that 11 car. They don't have much sponsorship on it. But uh, he, he, I mean, Ian made that car run pretty well, uh, struggled a little bit. But then when the, him and the, the 13 started getting together, it, it just, it, they got distracted and they started losing ground. And uh, last night, Spencer started seven, uh, 18th and finished 17th. But that's against the world of outlaws, and they're still trying to feel each other out and so forth. Yeah, that, so, that's against the outlaws with 40-some cars there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. pretty so damn good. Keep an eye on that 11 car. Uh, I don't know what Ian has. Ian was on Wing Nation today. Ian is in – he was filling in for Brooke Tattnall in the 16 car that he drives okay. out there at Houston. So, uh, Brooke's, Brooke's wife, Amy, has undergone some surgery for, I believe it's uh, breast, breast cancer. cancer so. yeah. Well, uh, prayers for Amy. Uh Hopefully Ian can do something. I'm a, I, I like Ian. He can do some pretty good stuff in, in sprint cars, so uh, hopefully that uh, works out for him. But uh, that's that's the story I heard. But, uh, yeah, that uh, based in uh, he's been doing pretty well in that 11 car. Yeah, definitely. So since we're on the all-star kick right now, um, our buddy, Paul McMahon, victory lane in the CBJ5 <laughs> car, shows the old man can still do it. You know that that change. I think you know between Peck and McMahon. That that's a blessing in disguise. I know people were trying to get digs after you know Peck had some success in there, but you know McMahon still got it. And a lot of times, it, as we've known for so many years, you know, in so many ways, the right combination is sometimes. You know, you could be the best driver if you don't have a crew chief, or if it just doesn't click. 
uh, it doesn't work. But obviously, Paul has found an, a lease on life here and has probably looked better, better than he has in, in several years. So well, I was glad to see him succeed. Yeah. And, and and even Paul tweeted that uh, it's better to be lucky than good. And we've already said that once tonight. But uh, same way for him. Uh, a lot of the front runners had mechanical issues, blown tires. But he had to pass Danny Dietrich on the last lap to win that race. And so he made that pass and took home $17,000. Uh, Paul said that he struggled throughout the whole Ohio Speed Week. And he did. Uh, but uh, at the very end, he came back with the $17,000 paycheck. And so props to Paul McMahon. I'm a big Paul McMahon fan. Have you, said that several times. You got, you got times. a Paul McMahon shirt on yeah, tonight. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Uh, been, uh, I, I like Paul. I mean, he's been on a, a friend of our show for a couple of episodes. And uh, um, great, great to see him uh, get that win. I think it was his first All-Star win since 18. So um, that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, for sure. What else you got on your list there, Brad? Is there anything we should talk about before we take a break and get to our big discussion with uh, the greatest of all time, Kyle Larson? Let's, let's go do the local scene, and then we'll we'll take a break. <laughs> all right, sounds good. What do you got on the local scene? Well, I'm just talking about our local racing here, the local 305s, 360 racing here in Nebraska. Um, by far, uh, Stu Snyder's having a career season. We're not even halfway through the season, and he just racked up two wins last weekend to make it nine wins on the season. All of them in his 305. He had some unfortunate luck and blew his 360 at Knoxville, but he's got that 305 dialed in and that, uh, was it uh, KLM? KRL Motorsports. KRL Motorsports. The, Roger, the Roger Love Motorsports. Roger Love. Yeah. They've got that thing dialed in. He's won races in Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, and Iowa. So it's not just one track, and he's not cherry-picking. He's See, I got asked that today. Done. I got asked that today by somebody. It was, is just Stu out there just cherry-picking? I go, I don't believe so because he goes out there, and there's good competition at all those tracks he wins yep. at. So, yeah, I mean, I, he's not he's not you know not dogging Stewart Speedway or anything like not that like that. But he's not going up to Stewart Speedway and being the the guy with the money out there and just w- smoking everybody's. Well, ass. Well, he's done it for you know. He, go to Eagle. I mean, you go see the parody out at Eagle, and if you can go win out there, and you know, and I, about any given night, he's a threat to win out there. And I, I know last time we were, I think one of the last times we were actually in the garage together, Stu was with us. And I made the line that he's been racing, you know, for decades. And he just kind of sat there and hung his head like, you know, that, that feeling old moment. But, but, the, but the bottom line, you know, but that's not an insult. The guy's got, you know, thousands of laps under his belt. And so it's, you know, from 410s to 360s to, you know, he's just a good driver. And, yeah. and you know, and I think around here, I think we should be uh, – pretty fortunate that we get to see you know a pretty good talent clean you know most clean driver and you know i I think we should be fortunate to be able to see that around here each weekend and he doesn't tear equipment up and and well not like he used to not like he used to (laughs) but he has to pay for that so he he's a little more conservative not to mention the the crashes that he's had and the injuries but um and he's still getting it done and I, i i was curious about the cherry picking so in his last win at denison last friday i clicked on the list and there were 18 cars there and um, there were some pretty good 305 drivers in that list. So yeah, he, I mean, there's, there's eagle guys that go up there weekly to race. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not like he's not not against good competition or anything yeah. like that. And you, you say 18 cars, and, and I know our buddy James Rowland has been bitching about car counts lately. about And all, and all sorts of different classes. I mean, you know, you got tracks around here that get eight modifieds and whatnot. 
And eight, I want to say, you know, 18 sprint cars is not that great of a car count, but it is with the, uh, with the amount of racing that you can go on within a three-hour period from here. Well, we talked about that. You know, again, we were talking about all those tracks that were starting to open up, um, you know, running 305s, and was that going to hurt, you know, hurt car count? Because you're giving a lot of guys a lot of different places to run. And, and we're probably seeing a little of that, but, you know, some of it is just, it's just where we're at. You know, we can talk about the economic effects from last year and things like that, just people don't. You know, have the desire or the money to go race, and it ebbs and flows. And you know, to borrow one from Joe Kaziski, said, you know, if you had eighteen cars and that guy, you know, you had guys crossing back and forth on the last lap, do you remember that, or do you remember that there are only eighteen cars? Yeah, yeah. And so it's uh, we can all complain all we want, but there's just there's a lot of factors involved. Racing's booming overall, though. Yeah, look I at mean, the number of tracks that are yeah. starting to come back again. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend and I were talking the other day about uh, going to the Outlaws, and I don't know that I could pay fifty dollars to go watch the Outlaws. I said, "But you're going to go pay a, a media pass. But you're going to go pay a hundred dollars to watch Garth Brooks. Uh, you're going to go, you're going to go uh, spend eighty seventy five eighty dollars to go watch the Huskers." I said, "Nope." I said, "I don't nope. go, I don't go to the Outlaws to watch the thirty fifth driver that pulled through the gate or the fortieth driver that pulled through the gate." I pay the money to go watch the Outlaws to watch the Outlaws. The rest of it's bonus. So if, if you get 18 cars and there's still 12 Outlaws, I'm there to see the Outlaws. I would rather see a 30-car field. but I think we all would love to see a 30-car sure. field wherever we go. Yeah, but if it's a 20-car field and the best is there, I, I'm happy. And uh, uh, like I said, the, the rest is just bonus material. So I'm not, I don't get too worked up over, hell, the last race I went to was at I-80 Speedway. There were, there were 14 cars there. And uh, the track was a little dry, but they, they worked on it and turned out to be a pretty decent race. Yeah, it was a good uh, race between yeah. Ledger and Dover before yeah. Ledger had his problems. Yep. So I was completely happy with spending that $15, even though the guy beside me got a free ticket. Um, I, I was happy to spend $15 and go watch that race because the people that were there were the ones that I paid to go see. So um, I was happy about it. And uh, it, be- it beats staying at home watching whatever on TV. I think there's too much. Um, there's still, I think, memories of when, you know, like I-80 to a point, Eagle to a point, you know, when they had those 40-car nights. And, oh, why can't we get back there? And it's like that was never the normal. Yeah. That, that was always the abnormal. And yeah, and I, I think a lot twenty of that, something is a normal. You I th- know, I think a lot of that has to deal with kind of the. Men- I, I, I want to throw this out there. I'm going to piss off a lot of people, but it's Husker fan mentality. It's oh, back in the day we had forty cars, fifty cars. We ran two B features. Back in the day, we won national championships. Well, it's not 1995 anymore, people. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it, I would say twenty years ago. Well, back in the day, we had Opperman and Rager, and you know. These these uh, you know Sutcliffe and all these guys running Never and you go look at you go look at the and you go yeah there's I think they post in one Facebook groups you know they showed a uh, an A feature result one night I'm like there were four Knoxville Nationals winners in yeah. that race yeah. that one night but in the end there are only sixteen of them <laughs> so what what do you know yeah be happy we're racing. Well, those people that are ha- I'm with the glass half full, they want to go see a race, and they're happy with the race half empty. They're bitching about the 14 cars that showed up. So um, it is what it is, but uh, I'm going to a race. I don't care how many cars are there. If there's two cars there, there's, that's a race. So. I, w- I will say this, though, as a, as a fan standpoint, and this is kind of one of the reasons why I stopped going to US 36 back in the day. It's I do not like traveling two and a half, three hours for 14 cars. 
I'll drive to 10 minutes up the road to I-80 for 14 cars, no problem. But if, I, you're, I if, you're, if you're traveling out there, yeah, 14, 15 cars, it's kind of a disappointment if you're, if you're driving a long distance. But, and I would but agree. If you're, you're, like I said, if you're the 10 minutes up the road, you need to be at the racetrack supporting that racetrack. And I think it's the uh, – uh, let, me, let me ask, is it like the length of the entertainment? You know what I'm saying? The, the value you're getting for your money. So if you went to – if you paid, you know, 20 bucks for every movie, the movie was only, you know, 45 minutes long, which feel you got screwed. I don't know. Was the movie good? Yeah, well, but that okay with that? That's the question. But um, but uh, you know, I think that's where I. I would hate to drive like three hours and you know, two hours later, I'm I'm driving out the door. Yeah. But on the other hand, all right. So two weeks ago, my son, his buddy, they met a friend that they knew there. They went, ran around, had fun, loaded up on candy. It was a great show. Don't get me wrong. There were thirty some cars, but that wasn't what they were talking about. They're all talking about how much fun they had at the races. And they watched the end of it. And they watched, you know, Danley nip Trevor right at the very end. And they were ecstatic over the whole thing. And they're running through the pits getting autographs. Yeah. And whether it was, you know, they, they were so happy they got 20 of them. And if it were the only 20, they wouldn't care if it was 20 or 100. Well, that brings up another discussion point. How late is too late to be at a racetrack? I can go on about that one. Three or four, <laughs> three or four years ago, I was like... I pay to come to a race. I'm gonna. I don't care how late I'm there. I want to be there. But now that I'm older and arguably wiser, I'm really a ten thirty. I want to get my ass home. I'm becoming a fan of ten thirty, eleven o'clock. It's time to call that, it a night. That's so why I, lo- I turn into I, a pumpkin at midnight. Yeah. I, I love Eagle Raceway for that fact alone because you know ten thirty. Yeah. I, I and think Rogers on the radio. We, we got to get this shit over. And like with. I said, five years ago, I was exact opposite. I'm like, let's make it a marathon. I am here to have fun and watch racing. Well, yeah, I think that's where we're conditioned a little bit. Um, we're, you know, we're we're used to getting that show clicking along. Um, I eighty does the same thing. I mean, I've heard Joe get on the radio and just blasting people. You know, get this going. And so I think we're used to that. I think our attention spans are different now. And so we just, you know, a, a four or five hour, this sitting out there in the heat. And, and I guess in my world, too, if shows are running that long, it's probably pretty monotonous. There isn't a, there isn't a lot of excitement going on. It's hard to get five hours of racing excitement in. Yeah, I mean, if, if a show's going that long, is uh, nowadays, I want to say, it's out of the ordinary because, you know, either there's a lot of red flags or, you know. Somebody so, got hurt so, real yeah, bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, somebody got hurt or, you know, this is just not the normal. And I know the with the uh, the tracks around here, the normal is let's get these people in and let's get these people out and make sure they have a good time. That way they come back. Yeah, I agree. And and when you're any more attention spans, small, short. So uh, getting them in and out, like you said, is, is where it's at. And kids are grumpy kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember carrying my daughter out of the races a few times because it just got too long. And so I've changed my mind. You know how people change over the years. I'm get in, get your shit done, and get out. Yeah, I'm, I took Jordan out to uh, Eagle a couple of weeks ago. It was the night Ackland won. And, yeah, granted, we had a lengthy red flag because we had an unfortunate incident out there at the racetrack. And, but by the time the checkered flag goes, you know, she was excited at the beginning of the night to go down and see all the race cars, sit in race cars again. But when that checkered flag flew at, you know, it was only 1130. So it wasn't too terribly late, but she was grumpy, ready to go home. Yep. So we had to get the hell out of there. Yep. Uh, Josh Harris wanted to know, Brad, with Stu winning nine races so far this year, who's won the most features in Nebraska in a, in a single season? He thinks he would know the answer. I have no fucking clue. 
Well, I responded with, I think that's a Wikipedia question, not a Brad Brown question. But I remember Jack Dover having like 16, 18 wins uh, a couple years ago because his goal was 20. He just missed it. So, I, I mean... Over the course of the history of sprint car racing, I have no idea. But um, Darren yeah. Knutson says that Beckman won well, six straight say Beckman. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, there's this thing called Google. Look it up yourself. <laughs> keep, yeah. keep the questions coming, yeah, guys, because I, I love these Beckman questions. Beckman was That's coming good. up. If, you know, Dover, Beckman. Um, yeah, because yeah, Beckman won 16 straight. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, Darren just said, yeah. 16 straight. So that's before my time, boys. In, in recent years, it had to be uh, – probably Dover's 16, 18 wins that he had a couple of years ago. So I don't know that Billy Alley ever won that many in a season, but uh, he's won a ton over his, of his career too. So. Speaking of Billy, he's going to the uh, Knoxville Hall of Fame. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, same night as dad is too. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely well-deserved. So uh, congrats gonna, to Billy and, uh, and Stewart. It's so, going to be I a mean, very emotional night yes. for Billy. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the one of the trips I want to make up this year to go yep. up to Knoxville and, and support our, our friends, the Alleys up there. I know there, that this stat is out there, but how many people have won a 360 and a 410 champ, track championship at Knoxville? Not very many. Nope. Billy uh, Alley has. Billy, Billy Alley has. has. Yeah, that's why I asked the question. I know Billy has. Consecutive years. Um, yeah, so, yeah, props to Billy. But uh, congratulations, and I, it's going to be very emotional for him. Yeah, definitely. So uh, moving along, uh, local stuff, uh, Junior, our buddy Junior had a hell of a run at Knoxville uh, last weekend. Third place. Third place. Not too bad for a... Uh... Especially against the uh, red-hot Kerry Madsen. Yeah. You know, so... So good to see our, our buddy Junior and uh, the Mark Birch Motorsports car up there, you know, on the podium where it belongs. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, they got the band back together. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of wins years ago, and now they're doing it for fun. There's no pressure. There's no... Uh, there's no set schedule. When they're when they're free, they're going to go race, and when they're busy, they're not going to go race. And so, yeah, it was good to see uh, Drought Junior get that uh, podium finish up there in Knoxville last weekend. And then there's been a lot of topic or debate on Facebook the past couple weeks about lap traffic at Eagle Raceway. Um, Jason, you were there. I was not there. Yeah, uh, it's all secondhand know, stuff. I thought so. we were going to take a break. My empty. My glass is empty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll 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 finish this this quick little tidbit here. I'll and do then real then quick. We'll, we'll we'll take a break. Okay. You know, we can talk about lap cars and um and someone brought up to me says you know aren't they telling them on the race receiver and I I don't tune into the race receiver when I'm out there but I don't know how you can hear it with you know the motor that's full tough. Song. and it's, and it's my tough. feeling on that is um I've talked to other drivers they're like. They're hearing things like red or yellow, you know, that that's kind of where they're key. After that, it's not really, right. you know, not really a thing. And um, if you were, I, my feeling was this. At the time, you know, and, and we're referring to one incident, you know, Trevor took issue with lap traffic, which is essentially costing the race. And he, he had checked out. He was gone and, and got caught up in traffic and took took issue with traffic kind of racing him as well. And I don't know who saw whom, or I'm not going to assume what anybody's thinking. But I, when you the, – the drawback of being that fast is he was lapping up into the top 10. And it's hard for me to say, hey, look, if this guy's running 15th, 20th, it's coming right off, you know, two laps after a restart, and he's coming up on you, and the guy in 20th place is racing you. That's an issue. But when they're up there in you know, top 10, they're, they're way out of where it pays the same. you got to let them race, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they've got their race to run as well. And so, yeah, may, you know, do you have it in your brain? 
you're worried about the guy in front of you. You can only see this far. Do you do you see him? Do you back off? I mean, what do you what do you do? And so so and, and, and when you're running uh, running tenth, you know that's the leader passing you. That could be the guy eleventh passing you. I mean, that's it. So for those that weren't out there. Uh, obviously, Trevor was trying to lap a car, and yeah. he got held up, and then he got second. Danley caught up to him, and then and then made a run on him out. So was the, the lap car just just in his way? Just not. I mean, that I guy doesn't know. I don't asked. know. I, I wasn't there, so I, I saw only a little bit. You know, I saw him going out of two, and then I just kind of I turned around to watch for the checker. Yeah. You know, I I. I uh, yeah, I, I like Trevor a lot and all that, and uh, known his dad forever. I, I feel bad, and I, I'm not knocking anybody for taking issue with it. I, I'd be if I were behind the wheel, I'd be pissed too. Our, our buddy Tim just uh, chimed in saying shots lost last night because of lap traffic. It's racing. I, I disagree. I, uh, shot <laughs> shots caught um, gravel in lap traffic, and that's the only yeah. way he was going to catch gravel. Uh, shots was not the faster car. Uh, gravel was, and Towards the end, Gravel got held up by a couple lap cars, and Donnie made it close. But uh, I disagree with you, Tim. I don't know. I'm just picture taker. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And I guess just you know when you're up in that in that tight, you know when you're running up top ten on that, you got to race. Now it, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. figure that out. Again, if you're running fifteenth, twentieth, or whatever, yeah, you got to realize the guy passing it. You know, or it ain't. This isn't worth the, the battle. Yeah. But well, I've and, never and, had. Go ahead. And Brad, you're the resident driver here because. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've know, never driven in competition. I've never, I've never driven a sprint car before. So my first lap yeah. in a sprint car will be my only lap in a sprint car. So what's going through your mind, Brad? Well, <laughs> my opinion is I don't have any vested interest in any, any of this, but no, I either. think everybody is out there to race and to pass cars. And whether it's a leader or a lap car, your job is to pass them. You can't, we don't, everybody knows we don't have mirrors in these sprint cars. You don't know what line you should take or what you shouldn't take. There's unwritten rules on how you should leave a, a lane open a, a, a to the wall so somebody faster than you can get by you if they need to. Um, so whatever happened, there's no way you can convince me that the guy that Trevor was trying to pass knew exactly where he was supposed to be to block Trevor to cost Trevor that win. Uh, you, Trevor, and maybe I'm saying stuff that I shouldn't, but Trevor, it's Trevor's job to get around that lap car. You're the faster car. Get around him. And if you chose the wrong lane, that's on you. That's not on the lap car. And like you guys have said, he's racing for position. He's racing for points. He's racing for money. So why should he just pull over to the inside lane and just put around and, and give up his positions. And so uh, I think, I think a lap car is, is a lap car and it's your job to get around him if you want to win the race. All right. Now, Jason question for you. If it wasn't Adam Gillian, would we be talking about this right now? I, you know, I won't go there. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know where. I, I don't know either. I, I know, you know, you know Adam, Adam's a strong competitor on, at, yeah, at, at the racetrack. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was, you know, if it's who, who, as much as what happened, yeah. but I, you know, I, I, that's unfair for me to even go down that road, because <laughs> um, I'm not going to. I, I think I think it could have been anybody there, and the same result would have happened, and the same issue. And I don't, you know, you're you're running, your adrenaline's pumped, and you got you had the field covered, and you get beat at the end. I I'd be I'd be pissed off too. You know, oh, I'd, I'd be. 
point figure. I I did everything I could, and but well, when you talk about lucky and good, well, go back to just last night, BA. You you, Aaron Reitzel slid a lap car, and that lap car had to go clear up into the wall to avoid contact with Aaron Reitzel. And you said something about was it necessary to slide it a lap lapper like right. that? Right, and probably not as hard as Aaron slid that car, but. Aaron was fighting for position, and on a small quarter-mile bullring, you never know. I, I didn't have an issue with it. I think that he could have been a little bit more, given that 05 a little bit more room, but uh, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. So uh, um, Aaron, he's a very, very, very aggressive driver, and uh, the 05 is a local guy and just going out there and racing and having fun. I'm glad the 05 hit the brakes and saved his car. Saved both cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it did. It did. And so, but I but again it was a lap car and Aaron was racing for position to to win that race and um, the 05 it was he had to let up in order to save both cars and so I didn't have a problem with that even though it was maybe a little bit on the dirty side but uh, it is what it is. All right, so with that we're going to take a quick break because we all three need refills and uh, we'll be back. Shit. Fill up my cup with some whiskey and ice. I finish that and I chug a bush light. Don't give a fuck about liquor for beer, so I guess I'm in the clear. Leaving my phone at the trailer tonight. Anyone else wanna go for a bite? When I say bite, buddy, I mean a drink, meaning we gon' take shots till we puke in the sink and we're dancing with everyone having the ball. Doesn't surprise me, I'm handsome and tall. Spin them around and I catch when they fall. Got a couple more songs and I'm back in the stall. If you knock on the door, then you're gonna get hit. For all that you know, man, I'm taking the shit. Give me a minute, stop throwing the fit. If we're coming in tired, we're going out lit, then it's rage. Second wind, please engage. Someone please show me the stage. Find me a mic, I got something to say. Tired the band, but they're done for the day. Better fire me up, I got something to play in the sound. I'm feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. So rage is what I'm gonna do. Do me a favor and buy me a shot. I toss you a 20, that's all that I got. Not all I got, but it's part of my plot. When you're playing the music, you don't buy a lot. Like a slot machine, I only pay when I wanna. It's not gonna stop you from playing, you're gonna. So give me your dollars and nickels and quarters, and I'ma keep playing. You're paying the supporters, and I'ma go crazy. My pupils are hazy. I'm drinking Jack Daniels, goddamn it, it's tasty. My boots are Luke Casey, I'm looking like Swayze, and I got a girl who look good in some days. And I'm feeling lady, I just feel like raging I'm stuck in the cage, I bust open the case I've been slowing the race, but I still have the crown Thank you Wisconsin for holding me down in the zone Third wind, take me home Is the place where we go after bar Tell them no, it's not far, tell them no to the car If you follow me, I'll get you there in the day In the 3 a.m. club is where legends are made in its own I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging I'm feeling like raging So rage is what I'm gonna do Just wanna get drunk, go downtown with 
stumble around and I look in the fridge I'm looking for something like leftover ribs I've been there three days but they smelling okay Shit either way, been a hell of a day All right, everybody, welcome back. Yeah, so I think we're going to talk about who is the greatest sprint car driver of all time. Everybody's saying Kyle Larson is, but he hasn't won a championship yet. He hasn't won a championship because he hasn't raced for a championship, other than in NASCAR. So where, where uh, I mean, where, where would you guys rank Kyle as? I'm, I'm older than you guys. I've seen Jan Opperman. I've seen, um, obviously, Steve Kinzer. Um, I've seen Mark Kinzer, Sammy Swindell. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. And true all-around race car driver, I don't know how anybody can say anybody but Kyle Larson. He is never set in a late model, and he goes out there and wins the first race, and he's dominated several races since. He can jump in a sprint car, and the next night a midget, and the next night a NASCAR. Uh, he he is by far the most versatile and the most dominant race car driver I've seen in my 55 years of living. So do you rank him up there with the uh, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon category? Absolutely. Or is he up there with like Mario and AJ? I, I think he's better because Mario could win in sprint cars and Indy cars. He won Formula One. Yeah. He won Daytona 500. Champ cars, midgets, dirt tracks, dirt stock cars where he got started. I want to say Mario. I'll put Mario over him. I'm you know saying do. Mario is the most versatile driver of all time. <sighs> okay, well. Now. Amy says hi, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> hi, Amy. <laughs> um, my wife is watching tonight, so. Uh, you better behave now. Yeah, there you go. As Joe Orth would say, hide the beer. <laughs> yeah. It's my beer. It's not his yeah. beer. <laughs> um, I, I'd argue this. Kyle is setting the foundation for being the GOAT. But it's not set yet. And I'd like to see him win. You, you take a look at an Andretti, a Foyt won championships, as well as big races, as well as multiple races. Uh, Foyt did things in, you know, Formula One, or um, Le Mans, he did. Le Mans. Dirt, stock cars, Indy cars. He could do it all, too. And and Kyle is showing he can. I mean, he's raced, you know, day, the 24 hours Daytona. He won, obviously, on the road course. He's he's getting it. He's obviously proven everything he he, he has to prove on dirt. Except, I mean, would you say though, because he hasn't run won the Knoxville Nationals, Not yet. or Eldora? Well, yeah, I mean that may be just you know, yeah, a matter of when, not if, a matter of fifty days. He has won the Chili Bowl, <laughs> you know, he's won the Chili Bowl. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I I think he's the best driver on the freaking planet right now. Oh yeah, he's don't by get far me wrong the best there. driver out there. I just think it's too early to assign goat status to him. He's got to get his six rings. You know what I mean. <laughs> I think he does need a, a some sort of a championship to. He'll get that this year in Cup. Add to his his yeah. his argument. It's a betting um, favorite. Just recently, I, I watched an interview. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody was interviewing Tony Stewart and said, 
Tony Stewart. That was on Flow. I think it was. was on, it? I think it was on Flow because I was going to watch it and I haven't done it yet. Is is Kyle Larson better than you, or are you better than Kyle? And without hesitation, Tony Stewart said, "Kyle Larson is way better than me." I, I believe he, it. He he goes. He said in a late model, never sitting in a late model before at a track he's never seen before, and he dominated. He said that what Kyle does in a race car, you don't see. And as a fan, I don't know what Tony really meant by that. Does he mean, I don't know, how how he drives into a corner or whatever. But he said that by far... Kyle Larson is way better than Tony ever was. And, okay, so, all right, here's going to be the, the – I'm going to play the devil's advocate to my own argument. Look at what he did, like you said, in a late model. He took the the guys who were winning, the guys who were transforming the sport there, and kicked their ass. Yeah. He went into a World Outlaws car, and which he wasn't necessary. that's not how he came up. And he, you know, we talked about, I think, with Mark Birch and that – you watch how he would go into, and like I said, going into corners. He transformed that. Mm-hmm. So, so he, like I said, he's still setting it. I, if you, if I wanted to bet, if we were talking about, okay, are we going to bet on who's the greatest of all time? Sure, I'll take that bet. Oh yeah, you know, but I, I just don't think it's been decided yet. I, it likely will be. But you know, this we always have that. This is like basketball. Well, LeBron versus Jordan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jordan versus Bill Russell. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, see, but that's our age. He, he never flopped. But that's our age. Goddamn right, never well, flopped. <laughs> and and, and yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. Um, the haters are, he's never won a championship. Nope, and he hasn't really run for one other than NASCAR. That's a good point. Um, he, well, he, he's won that's a, a fair he, point. He's it's, won a, a, a nationwide championship, right? I'm not sure. I believe. Yeah, you're mind. You're yeah, right you there. Be right. Well, they also say, they well, he's got, he just runs Infinity. the best equipment. Well, he's earned that right to run on the best equipment. And then they say he's got Paul Silva. Not in the late model, he doesn't. Nope. Not no. in NASCAR, not he, doesn't. Vision, he doesn't. No. Not I mean, he does now, but not back when he was running. Not when he went to New Zealand or Australia to run the midget, he didn't. And he dominated in all those. The guy, it doesn't matter. He he is a race car driver and can drive anything. And And, you know, for the most part, you don't see him pinching people going into the corner or driving dirty. Most of the time he's clean. I've seen him pinch some drivers occasionally, but I think he has to be because he can't afford to get hurt in that midget or that sprint car and ruin his NASCAR season because supposedly reports are, Hendrick said that if you miss a NASCAR race, you're done. And so, but on the same side, he Hendrick likes to see him do all this because it just makes him a better makes, driver yeah. too. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it goes back again, you know, how is he going to say when, you know, a Knoxville or something like that, when he starts getting into NASCAR and the stakes are higher and he says, you know, okay, now that you're here and now that you, all right, we'd kind of like you to stick around and he maybe run the big shows, you know, or something like yeah. that. So, you know, and it, it, we talk about things like, you know, Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart and they, they won, but, you know, they were... They were that good, they moved up that quick. So, you know, you look at Steve Kinzer, well, he's won 11 championships. Well, or, you know, how many, 20, how many times? I'm confusing him 20 times. Confusing with Donnie, getting the numbers all mixed up. His car number's 11. That's it. <laughs> there you go. But you, you look at that, but but that's what he ran. Yeah. And, and it took him how long to get in an NASCAR ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do nothing in it. It was a shitty ride. It was, it was a, a shitty To be fair, it was a shitty ride. I mean, look at Sammy. I mean, he got into, you know, on the pavement stuff and... He didn't do great either. It just is where you are, you know. And so, 
But yeah, I it, it's it would it would not surprise me to see Kyle Larson go out there and dominate. It would not surprise me to see him dominate and win multiple championships. Well, I think uh, and Darren Knutson t- kind of touched on this on our our live feed that uh, um, he uh, what he thought that Tony meant that that uh, Kyle just makes any car better, and we saw that a couple years ago at Eagle Raceway when basically it was the end of Joey Saldano's career in that, that was, 17 car. That was car. the nail in the coffin in that car. It, it was. Uh, Stenhouse brought a car that Joey had previously bent. And they didn't have parts. They had to go down to Speedway to get parts. Yep. It had to go to Speedway to get parts just to make it to the track. Had an old tired motor in it, and he went out there and won that race at Eagle. In a, it was one of the best races I've ever seen in my life. It was the best outlaw race I've ever seen. He carried a subpar car to the win against the best of the best. And that's what Kyle Larson can do. Um, there's another driver out there that I'm not going to say that he had a great couple seasons with Paul Silva. And now that Paul Silva's left, um, Rico. He, oh, I thought you were talking about Shane. No, Rico just doesn't do much in a sprint car anymore because Paul Silva's not with him. I don't think Rico's a good driver, but he can't carry a car to the to the next level like like uh, uh, Kyle Larson does. Kyle Larson can make a good car a great car. And that, to your point, that does start putting him with the Foyts and Andrettis. I mean, the 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 legendary story about Andretti. You know, they they were sandbagging him mm-hmm. in that, at Daytona, and he just outdrove them. And so he does they. They were able to take those cars, like I said, transform. They made cars better. And on there's plenty. And we, we were talking about guys who won championships tonight. Would a shots be a shots without Ricky Warner? Would Steve, would Ben Steve without Carl and Scott Gerken? Right. You know, but you look we at, don't know. But you look at Kyle and he has all sorts of different crew chiefs and yeah. guys wrenching on his car. Is it one of those things where Kyle just knows what the car needs and can convey that to your whoever's setting up the car? One of the things I've heard so much, especially when we see some of the you know dirt track drivers trying to move up into the outlaws, and when you ask some of them what their failure was, it was communication. They they just couldn't couldn't click it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's a huge a huge thing. And but you know, like you said, I think with him getting all that racing experience, it's just I think there's something to refer to. Yeah, again, not being a driver, but I think there's just something that you refer to. Oh, it's getting a little little loose. Okay, this is what I do in a sprint car. This is what I do. You know, it's getting a little tight. This is what I do in NASCAR, you know. I, I think he well, just has so much to refer to in his experience. Well, the, the experts like Brad Doty. <laughs> Your wife just said he could race a toilet and win. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I would probably agree with that. If you listen to the experts like Brad Doty and stuff, they they point out stuff that Brad, that Kyle Larson does in a race car, and Kyle, I mean, he can conserve tires. I mean, what was it two years ago? They posted that um, Paul Silva ran the same right retire for like five events and ended up winning like a hundred and seventy five two hundred thousand dollars off of one tire. Not many drivers can conserve. One tire, and it was a used tire. It was a, a used Donnie Schatz tire. So that Donnie ran it once, and Kyle ran it three, four, or five times, and won all this money. He, well, it's because Donnie he, put his magic on it. He can save. He can save 
tires like no well, nobody else. It's what it it's what beat him at Houston's last year. He yeah, did, he saved he did too too good of a job yeah. saving the tire, yeah. and it just finally quit at the very end. Yeah. You know, it, true so. that. So my. You, you might be right. He may not be the GOAT right now, but he's making a, a strong statement he, He's laying the foundation. That. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For definitely. Sure. Yeah. And again, he's not hard on equipment. He doesn't, oh. now that he's out of the Ganassi car, he, he doesn't tear up the 5 car. He doesn't tear up the 57. He doesn't get in crashes, and that, that gives him an opportunity. I think the last crash I seen him was Hughes last year. I think that midget over the winter in, in New Zealand okay. where he, yeah. he, he, that was a pretty hard crash. And it, and it, he had to sit out a couple of weeks for that, but uh, that's the same week that Bell had his his yeah day, right? absolutely, right. and and Bell flew back to America for that, and Kyle I think stayed there and watched, but uh, he didn't race, and then he he showed up at uh, the Chili Bowl with red eyes, so um, that was just hard Terminator style, <laughs> yeah, conjunctivitis. So that's our feelings on Kyle Larson. I mean, I don't know what more you can say about Kyle. Every weekend he wins. Yesterday proved that he's just human. He finished what fifth or sixth with the Outlaws last night. Um, I mean, not, nobody can win every race, but no. uh, man, he, he's always right there, and he's definitely in the back of everybody's minds. He's fun to watch, that's for sure. Absolutely. Do you guys remember the first time you seen him race? I really don't. Mine was Oski and the uh, Ultimate Challenge. Is that the non-wing one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultimate Challenge and Oski was the first time I seen him race, and. I yeah. did, uh, watching him, uh, and I think he was 15, 16 years yeah. old. And I, I knew that he was going to be fucking awesome to watch. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you when I first saw him. No, race. I don't. But we're enjoying the shit out of it right now, I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, that's for sure. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't really around for the Steve Kinzer days where he was winning everything. I, I did see Donnie Shots where he was winning everything, and I'm not a huge shots fan by any means, but watching Kyle win everything is it's fun to watch. And I'm a Larson fan. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's because by the time I started watching sprint car racing, he he wasn't there yet. But it was fun to you know see this kid come up and and follow his career. And I think that's why I'm sticking yeah. with him. That's why guys like shots. You know, you, you could watch him watch his entire career, and you know you you pick a driver and like him. I kind of think that's why I like Kyle. Is he's humble. He's He's really appreciative. He, um, I, I think he really appreciates where he's at. Um, he wins races. He's a clean driver. Um, unfortunately, 2020 was not his best year, but it might have turned out to be his a blessing in disguise. I don't condone any of that, what he said, but uh, uh, he's turned the page. Uh, a lot of people have given him opportunities, and... He is he is tearing up the racetracks right now, and would, I, I enjoy watching him. Would you say he's the uh, twenty twenty one comeback athlete of the year? He he came a long ways, and he is bring he is. There's been several tweets about this. He is bringing the racing community together because he goes out there and races late models. Sprint car fans go watch the late model races. Yeah, I watched the dream because of and, him, and, and, and I, I want to go to Silver Dollar National now. And now sprint and now sprint car fans are talking about late model racing. And now more people are watching in uh, NASCAR because of Kyle Larson. I'm watching it because of Kyle and Christopher Bell. Um, I watch it because I need a nap. <laughs> well, then you're not watching it. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. Uh, I will so, admit I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but I, I do tune in. I, I want to see how you know the guys I like, like Bell and Larson, do. Yeah. So, so Kyle is is giving a booster shot to racing because everybody is starting to 
maybe kind of come under one umbrella and enjoy racing, not just a a specific type of racing. They're enjoying racing and well, uh, dirt track racing benefited from him. Absolutely, you know, oh, sure. it got so many eyeballs on what he was doing down there. And I think you know what was kind of nice was you'd see the people that made the comments while he's down there, you know, beating up on the dirt track drivers like they were, you know, inferior, the well, lesser. The lesser, lesser, you know, this is the lesser series, and and now he's up here, you know, beating up on NASCAR. Now they're like, go back to dirt track. Yeah, (laughs) go back to where you came. The boos are going to start coming. They will. will. Nobody likes a winner. I mean, look, look, nobody does. I mean, we're not a NASCAR podcast, but look at Kyle Busch. I mean, he won all the damn time, and there comes the boo birds. Like as as Terry McCarroll would say, you know, the boo birds. I mean. I would like to sit in on a Monday meeting with Kyle Bush in Joe Gibbs Racing and see what Kyle's saying. Like, why in the hell are we not being able to compete against Kyle? What is going on here? What are the, what are the NASCAR drivers that are chasing Kyle Larson thinking? Um, because uh, he's just dominated so many races this year. It's not even funny. Even the ones he didn't win. Yeah, even the ones yeah. he didn't win. So he could have, what, two or three more wins yeah. on his tally? Yeah, he what just, was it, like three seconds and three wins in the yeah, last yeah, six yeah. points races? Then you add the million-dollar all-star race? So he's got four wins, yes, in the last four races. So, yeah. So I'm going to just sit back. track wins in there and, you know. People booed Wolfgang when he dominated in the white car. People, sure. people booed uh, Kinzer, Mark Kinzer. Let's shots. go to they, they You know, Bill Smith had a... A pot, you know, because people thought he was cheating. It was hurting yeah. his business. They always booed Sammy, so but well, Sammy I, earned it. I'm yeah. gonna. It's because of Sammy. <laughs> I'm gonna sit back and enjoy the show because yeah, I can't wait should. to see what Kyle has in the future. And I think that if he wins the Knoxville Nationals this year, it'll it'll be one hell of a party because uh, I don't talk to too many people that don't like or respect Kyle Larson. That's the thing is that you, you don't hear a lot of people that. Fuck Kyle Larson. You don't you don't no, hear that. No. I mean, unless you're Chaz Thompson and you don't you don't hear that. <laughs> oh Chaz. He's so, still around? Apparently. I, I don't know. I don't follow that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh I think the format change is gonna be a little bit different. I don't know if we're all gonna three get together every week. I might get on once a week and, you know, bullshit a little bit, but I think maybe we'll try to do once a month and get everybody together. Something like that. Jason joins us whenever he feels like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd try to be a little more, a little more predictable. So I don't know. So I, I want to thank still everybody. hockey season for me. It is. You're Canadians. <laughs> yeah. the, the Habs. You couldn't have ice outside if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Now. Uh, how are how are you enjoying the uh, the series with the two North American stripper capitals of the world? <laughs> yeah. Was it the joke I saw once said uh, it's a battle between? Um, was it? Uh, the stripper capital world and, uh, or no, the mafia capital world and Las Vegas. <laughs> so, you, know, so. you guys have lost me. I don't even know what you're yeah. talking about. It's hockey. Both, I know, yeah, it's both hockey. towns are both run by the mafia. Yeah. 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 So, or, or were, I don't know, <laughs> allegedly. So Habs Islanders in the finals? Uh, no, it's going to be the Lightning. And? Montreal. All right. I think they're going to pull well, it out. To bring this back to a racing podcast. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sorry, everybody. Checking in on Dirt Vision. I don't know what's going up up there, going on up there in Houston, but uh, they haven't even started qualifying yet. So uh, sweet. That uh, means I is. can pack up my shit, get home, and watch them racing. Eight fifteen. It looks like they're starting to line up the cars. 
Uh, looking at the track, it looks like it's really heavy. So unlike last night, was it meter? Did it take rubber last? They night? They took rubber it last did. night. Okay, because you saw the smoke coming. Off they the were tire. smoking tires in in three and four. And uh, God, I don't want to bash the track, but it, se- it just seems like the two Todd Crane tracks like rubber. They I don't know. Rubber. I, when I was up there, it, it, I I don't think it took rubber. I, I don't know. I don't know shit about a dirt track. I just yeah. know I like them rough and heavy. Yeah, that I, I just think that it was unfortunate. And then tonight they're going to have a fifty lap race and stop at about lap thirty, and they're going to give a open red. And I don't know about working the track, but uh, um, we'll we'll watch Houston's online and see how this how this day goes. I think I think one of the next topics we need to talk about is the shortage of tires, Water? parts, tires and parts for the racing. Uh, there's a lot of people that I are. Could. There, there's tracks in Oklahoma and Texas that are allowing only one tire per night because they they can't get tires. Uh, IMCA is allowing um, just open up and allowing those guys to groove the tires, basically retread them. Okay. And so, yeah, it's as someone who works directly in industry, yes, it is uh, the supply chain is backed up. Um, the inflation's ridiculous. I, I'll give you an idea. It used to cost about couple grand to get a contain- shipping container. It's up to 12000 bucks just for the container space. Really? I know. I talked to uh, Frank Galusha at a, at a Stars game a yeah. while back ago, and he said when he this all this stuff first started happening, he ordered two years' worth of material, and he's now just starting to get stuff rolling in. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, I know Quality that. Quality control is a question, too, and then the labor to put it together. I know Kenny Wallace tweeted that his engine builder for his IMCA modified had 60 motors to build, but he couldn't get parts. Yep. And uh, you talk about quality. Uh, MSD ignition boxes were bought out by another company, Holy. and now they're sending everything to China to get fixed. And, China. And that's why Shots has a couple DNFs because of their ignition box went out on mm-hmm. them, and several drivers have had that problem. They're not... Quality is not the issue anymore. They're going. They're sending everything to China and making everything cheaper. I, I think if we have this discussion, we need to get someone in here that knows a little bit more about it. I know Jason's our resident expert, <laughs> but I don't know shit about parts on a race car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. You know, we should probably find Frank in that. I know. You know, there's questions. There's a lot of work that people have to. And I'm not saying it's happening. You know, people know me. I work. I know. I work at Speedway. I'm not saying anything about EMI. I don't know that other than I've talked to Frank. And like, hey, Frank, we're going to write up some new stuff on your cars. Yeah, I ain't got time to do that, you know. So, okay, cool. And so that's kind of where we're at. But, you know, they're so busy. And, you know, and everybody's just checking things. You, you want to make sure things are working. And so you're checking the tubing. You're checking the quality. You're finding the people that are qualified to put it together. There's yeah. a very stringent quality process. And that's not find me. the right people to do it. I am not qualified. So it's <laughs> it's all the way. I we were, I think a couple weeks ago there was like a, was a midget. Monday or whatever on Twitter, they kind of yeah. did a live broadcast, and I was listening to a lot of that. They're talking about like steering gears, you know, and and guys were actually not racing because they wanted to conserve the steering gear. So no kidding, it's just crazy. Yeah, if anybody has a chance, get on Twitter and follow Wikipedia. Every Monday night, he has a midget midget madness con- midget Monday midget like that. Monday yeah, conversation, like that, yeah. but it. Goes so many different directions. Yeah, he, him and, so, and he does a good job. And then our our friends at the racing boys, Scotty Cook and Scott Trailer, they get on on. I don't know what night of the week it is, but they get on there and they they you know talk racing kind of like what we do. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's I, I you can't devote two three four hours to listening to all of it, but I listen in every once in a while, and it's it's pretty entertaining stuff because they get he gets some um, quality drivers on there that really talk about. Uh, 
stuff that we don't as fans understand or get. So uh, uh, just uh, just a plug for Wikipedia to uh, if you're if you're on Twitter on a Monday night, not nothing to do. Chime into there and see what he has to say. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us on this edition of Quick Time. You boys have anything else to chime in on? I don't. Uh, even though I can't do it, uh, go out and support your local racetrack. Uh, I've got too much shit going on. My next race is probably going to be the 360 Nationals. I I just don't have any time. Yeah, I I, I don't think I'm going out to Eagle this weekend. I might. I have the kid this weekend, so I, we'll see if she wants to go out there. If not, it'll be the following week. I'll go out there unless I'm feeling sick again. I'll, I'll know when I show up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I texted you, Jason, on on Saturday, if you, asking if you were going to Eagle, and you're like, "Oh, you got other plans." I go, "Well, that made my decision. I'm not going to go." <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just got. I mean, I'm I'm going to miss the fall brawl because I'm going to be at Port Royal Speedway. I'm going to miss. So you made the decision. That's where you're Absolutely. going. Absolutely, Port Royal. Port Royal Speedway. Yep. Three days. The Tuscarora 50. Um, Steelers game on Sunday. <laughs> They're in Buffalo, so I can't go. God damn it! Yeah, I was. I I am so disappointed. First time in I think said sixteen years they're not opening at home. That's stupid. So we'll fly back to Lincoln on Sunday. But yeah, we're gonna go to the Port Royal to Tuscarora Fifty and uh, hang out and drink a lot of Yingling Lager and uh, see what they they have to see what Port Royal is all about. I know my next guaranteed race I will be at will be the Midgets of Fairbury. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Whether I'm a spectator or a photographer, yeah, that's I'm guaranteed. I will that. be there. So, yeah. and when do you remember when that is? July seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Yep. And I think the fourteenth oh. is at Beloit. So, yeah, Beloit will be my first, my guaranteed yeah, first. Sixteenth, seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I got to miss that due to some personal issues. Uh, so I'm going to have to miss that one. But uh, it is what it is. You're getting, never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'll throw the red flag out on that one right away. <laughs> I think I know where you're going, and that happened several years ago. <laughs> All right. You know, Pennsylvania trip would be a lot of fun. I am yeah. man. We're going to fly into Harrisburg, drive an hour to Port Royal. We got an Airbnb. The living room is a wall of Penn State. Uh, the Penn State oh. logo. We're going to stick a, a Nebraska yeah, deposit. You yeah. got to bring some Husker gear. It's like five miles from Port Royal Speedway. So we're, we're going to have a great time. Go to the fair, eat fair food. Yeah. You, you can get some Husker apparel from uh, your workplace, right? I think so. All I right. got a few things I can, I can use. Just, so. just leave it up there. Yeah. Like hide stuff in the closet. And, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And whatnot. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with them. And, uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to go there. But, yeah, anyway, I, I, the July I-80 race, I got to miss. I'm going to be in Colorado. Uh, I, I just, I'm going to miss so much I wouldn't so mind racing. making at least one of the nights of Silver Dollar Nationals. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that Silver- is a... I think grade during, eight late model. Field. I think during the week I'll be able to go for the I eighty nationals. Is I think what they're calling it now. Yeah. Then the silver dollar nationals. I'm going to try to get on the uh, the media list. So I need to email Shelby up there, and uh, we'll see. I mean, after watching the dream, uh, that late model race is kind of fun to watch. That that is penciled in. I want to go maybe on the Wednesday or Thursday show and just just go out there and hang out. And yeah, if you want to go Wednesday, I, I'll I'll go up there Wednesday with you. I, I might even go in the stands and just hang out and drink some beer. <laughs> oh, just a couple. Yeah, one or two or. Twelve. <laughs> That's one and two. <laughs> one and two. Yeah, one go. and two. All right, so uh, everybody, thanks for joining in, and we will catch everybody on the flip side. Yeah.